And then in 300 years when, you know, your great, great, great grandkids are going to be on Mars and some asteroid and some comet circling, you know, Neptune, there'll be forms of interaction. They'll be a bit longer, but uh, (laughs) they'll work. Hey there, are you new to voice acting, looking to configure your DAW and maybe struggling with all the things you need to do to get it to work for voiceover? I've got a class, totally free, no obligation, called Configuring Reaper 6 for VoiceOver that will walk you through everything you need to do to make Reaper into just the perfect configuration to do voiceover work. I'll have a link in the description. No obligation, totally free, broken into up into chapters, tell you everything that you need to do. So I hope that helps. Now, on to the interview. Thanks so much. I'd like to introduce Rebecca Wilson. Rebecca is a tech developer, a composer, a musician, and she's also the co-founder of Source Elements. Now, many of you may know Source Elements for the product Source Connect, which allows people like voice actors to connect two studios together with a high quality connection. And I'm so grateful that she could come and talk to us today about Source Connect, about collaboration over long distance, and about the tech that brings us together across the globe. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Really great to uh, talk to you. I do I do want to say right up front that as a member of the voiceover community, we owe you and your team at Source Elements just a huge debt of gratitude for the past two and a half years. Those of us who had Source Connect were able to transition from working in studios all the time to working from home essentially without skipping a beat. And it was 100% of my gigs, it was Source Connect that made that possible. I was just able to connect to studio. So I do want to say for all of the voice actors who have Source Connect, thank you so much to you and your team. It really helped us a lot. Really grateful. It's been an incredible time these last couple of years, a real partnership between worlds. I can, I can only imagine. Uh, for those for those in my audience who have never used any Source Elements products, like how do you describe the range of products that that Source Elements offers? We're really essentially about saying, you know, you can work from wherever you want to work. And uh, for the longest time, that's meant saying, okay, you can have a studio uh, that is not, you know, directly um, in the same location as where other people are working. So we've been really focused on helping you work remotely. So, of course, during the pandemic, that became, um, you know, something we all got to know very well. and now since the pandemic, and as we've seen people shift back to wanting to work together, but sometimes, and in some ways, and some part of the day, or some part of the week, or maybe they go on a vacation and they're still in another studio, and now it's becoming this really interesting sort of hybrid um, set of, of working, these new workflows that are needed, um, uh, that are new, and that's so exciting for us. We're, like, we're all getting to start again on imagining um, what we need to build. Um, so, uh, but essentially, yes, this remote working. Um, Mike, I don't know. Did you ever have an ISDN box in your studio? I didn't. Uh, not in my home studio. I had used ISDN in by, but I had to go to another studio, and right. I might connect from you know Pittsburgh to LA or something like that. Exactly. But it was never available at home. Yeah. So if you had to then, you know, make a call, to, you know, across the, the, the country, you know, you'd have to go to a studio and they'd dial that in. And, or, you know, if you were using it enough every day, maybe, you know, there were people who did get to have it in their own studios if, if it made sense. It was, you know, in the early 2000s, the internet just got fast enough that my co-founder and I, you know, were like, 
this, we can do this on the internet. And this is just before Skype. So, you know, there weren't really a lot of examples of how you could do this. Um, we just went gung-ho being young and, you know, not knowing enough and knowing just <laughs> too much to be dangerous. And uh, Didn't know yeah. it was impossible at the time. No, we did not. So and well, the internet do, you was were... really bad. You were really ahead of the curve. I mean, it's the first thing that I can think of. Like you said, predates Skype, which was really sort of the first, I think, high quality connection over the internet that people experienced. But you you predated it. it was it just replacing ISDN was was the idea? What, is is that where it came from? Just trying to disrupt ISDN. What was important to me was growing up in in an island very far away. I'm from New Zealand. Ah, right. And I spent the first twenty years of my life there. Um, so growing up in the seventies and eighties where, um, culture was two months a year behind, you know, interesting. that's, you kind of, it's hard to imagine now because it doesn't like that anymore. You know, there right. are no very few children growing up now, not knowing what's trending on TikTok, but right. we did not have trending. We had what was happening two years ago finally made it to New Zealand, if it did. I certainly remember that as a kid, you know, being in the States, we would get the movies and then they would get sent to Europe and then mm -hmm. progressively. Right. There was an intentional, huge mm -hmm. delay. They would exhaust a whole market before they moved it, I, I think. And now it's, you know, the global global premiere of everything. Yeah, it's, it's right. It's really changed quite a bit. Then in the mid-90s, when I first got on the internet, and I'm, I'm at a computer, I'm sitting in a terminal, and suddenly I'm, you know, text chatting to somebody in the other side of the world. And what the, I mean, that's just, you know, the colloquial blew my mind. Yeah, right. That I, I will never forget that feeling of the world, like, opening up. And uh, so I've just been enthralled um, since and now we take it so for granted that that you and I can mm -hmm. that you and I can can do this and that yeah. we've that we've got these tools we really do take it for granted. Um, before we go uh, into some of the more esoteric things, there there are lots of different products in in source elements that you mm -hmm. offer. Yeah. Um, do you want to just thumbnail like what the different range what what different uses that people would have for your different products? Like what what markets do you really target with your products? Yeah, of course. So Source Connect is a broad range. Um, one of the big uses, of course, is uh, voice acting. So to do uh, promo work, you know, anything that's short turnaround, it's really great that you can just use it from where you are. You can, you know, keep one of these like microphones in your pocket and anytime it's needed, like boom, you know, do a, 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 a directed session versus just recording a file and sending it off and hoping it's good but then getting a message to us later saying i need a change or it's two seconds too long and then you're like oh crap i'm at the beach already you know so we right. save those things happening yeah directed sessions so it's primarily about directed sessions it's about being together and the same time to enable to make the work go smoother to make it go faster to make it be better quality because when we work together in time when we're sharing time together um, you know, that's what humans were made for. We made for this, you know, we communicate by responding to each other. And so Source Connect is very much about that. And it's uh, so all the other tools that we make, Source Live, which is for high quality video, um, or Source uh, Nexus, which is to a routing tools. So for example, you know, if we were using uh, Zoom or Microsoft Teams, you could record that into Pro Tools at the same time as you're say using Source Connect and you can have everyone coming back and you could use your 
Pro Tools, you know, Mixer and all of these things. So we help we help you be remote um, in the best ways possible that we know. I've watched a, a number of your videos. I've watched a number of your videos over time. Like I was really fascinated how how you could uh, you have an orchestra in one continent, the mm. director in another continent, working with a voice actor in yet another continent. How you can how you can bring it all together. But it's more than just. I think the products I've seen, it's more than just the ability to talk face to face. You can also synchronize the video. Um, you know, you can have somebody press play on the video in, in one continent and it will play on the other one on, on, on both both mm -hmm. sessions for things like ADR and for, yeah. for overdub kind of yeah. scenarios. You can do all sorts of stuff with it, can't you? Yeah, exactly. It's for producing media. It's for working with time-based media. I'm sure you've got a lot of war stories over the over the past few years. Can you think of times when Source Connect has like really rescued <laughs> rescued sessions, or has it has it bailed people out? Or anything that you've heard of? Uh, a voice actor that we uh, love. I'm not going to use any names because I don't want. I've got too many favorites, <laughs> and I don't want to make you know feel bad. But we love so many. You know, talking about promo work, being told, you know, like this has to be done now, and pulling over the car on the side of the highway and doing an important session with Source Connect from the laptop with 4G. I mean, you know, those the thing, the things that makes me happiest is hearing stories about saying people saying, I'm, I was able to be with my family at an important time. Right. This is, right. To, you know, hugely, hugely important, you know, that there's a lot of heart that goes into what we do. Um, the same for me. I've lived in 15 countries because of Source Connect. Is that and, right? Yeah. Because wow. I've, you know, when when we made it, I was, you know, in New Zealand, and then I moved to Australia, and then to Europe, and then I've been able to, you know, spend the summer in Chicago, and then move to Mexico, and I live in the Netherlands now, and or I go to Portugal for the summer, and I'm going to Spain next week. I mean, I can get working, and what what an incredible thing that we have. For sure. For sure, it's certainly been that. That's been in my experience. I haven't traveled yeah. nearly as extensively as as you, but uh, I know that I can I can confidently say that I can work wherever I have an internet connection yeah. and a quiet enough studio. Exactly, I can work anywhere. It doesn't matter where I live. I don't need to be. I happen to be close to New York City, but I don't have to be in New York City mm -hmm. anymore. And so many of the studios I work with, they're like, as long as your booth sounds pro. You can mm -hmm. be, you can be wherever, wherever you want. And it really is, yeah. really is true. Yeah. You can turn a closet into a recording session studio yeah. in no time. Absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to detour into something I, I watched. Uh, you did a keynote from a web audio conference a couple of, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. And 2019 now. It feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and you had, a, it was about being latency native. Um so latency being just the delay between conversations mm -hmm. and it, it really got me it really got me thinking um can we talk about the the concept of of latency what it means to us as as people what it means to how we interact with each other um i, I it really got me thinking and i'd love to explore more of your your thoughts on it if we could the the beautiful thing that's fascinating is that we forget or we don't think about there's latency in every single interaction and there's so much latency. And then all we've done is gone and added a little bit more. But what's funny is that, you know, this digital age has come so quickly and so suddenly we, you and I have not evolved. Maybe our grandkids might 
you know, be latency native. We're like latency awkward. And, um, but there is latency in the time it takes to process um, sound, the air it comes into your air canal and turn it into electrical signals. Then there's latency the time it takes that electrical signal to turn into something that your neurons can understand. And then there's time it takes your neurons to tell your conscious brain, hey, there's something going on. And then there's time for your conscious brain to go, hmm, what's that sound? I have to think, does it match anything I know? And so your cognitive latency is actually the highest latency of all. It's higher often than the internet latency, but it, mm. we, we, we live, it's normal to us. So we don't experience it. We don't, we don't know that there's these latencies, you know, if I, you know, say to you, like, let's clap in time, we can't just start doing it. We have to line ourselves up and look at each other and synchronize and they go, okay, one, two, three, because we know we can't just synchronize. We have to process that. And what I love so much is the internet's just gone, here's some more latency for you. Have fun. You'll be fine in a couple of generations. <laughs> well, it, it really is interesting because uh, when, we, when we started talking about latency, I feel like the, the digital world, while we have more capability, we have introduced a lot more latency into our lives. I think yeah. about you know, when, my, when I've lost my phone and my, you know, I have my family member, could you call me on the phone? And we're yes. right next to each other on our cell phone. <laughs> but there's a, you know, but there's a half second, there's mm -hmm. a half second of latency, a quarter second, half second of latency that is just sort of inbuilt into every phone. Yeah. But you and I are of an age that we remember when telephones were a copper wire connection yeah. between us. And so actually our analog, there was, there was a faster connection between us when we would mm -hmm. talk on the phone, for example, mm -hmm. 40 years ago than today. That yeah. latency got worse, I think. Yeah. Well, over t over distance, because I don't know if you ever made a long distance call, you know, back when it was on uh, copper, but you know, you were talking about two seconds, like switching yeah. latencies. Yeah, yeah. For hi, sure. London. And you'd really oh, have to. Oh, hi. <laughs> right. yeah. And you'd have to slow down and wait to the other person. I mean, that's why they have, you know, on the radio, like over, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, you have to signal, right, right. <laughs> I'm done talking. It's your turn. Right, I'm out. Do you think that there's a that there's a, a point at which latency becomes very problematic and then not problematic? What I'm thinking about is the the when we have a a latency between our conversation of say mm -hmm. a quarter second, a half second, one second, very unpleasant. It yeah. makes it very difficult to communicate. But then when we have latency of two or three minutes, mm -hmm. it seems like it's much easier for us to deal with a very, very long latency than this sort of valley between maybe 30 milliseconds and 2,000 milliseconds. Do you... I don't know, but you might have just got more time to cognit cognitively process what's going on, yeah. formulate a more elegant reply with better grammar. <laughs> so <laughs> I just appreciate that. <laughs> but then you can't do off the cuff, uh, you know, comedy and stuff. So, and that's an interesting topic you bring up, like, you know, these latencies we have right here, you know, we can laugh together, we can make jokes, it's low latency enough to do that. But you add another person who might be in another country. And um, if I see, you know, if you guys were closer together and you make a joke and then I see the other person start laughing before, that's going to disrupt my comprehension of the joke. So I'd be like, oh, what have I missed? I'm already, those few milliseconds can really make a difference. So between one to one, the internet latencies 
kind of fine for communication. It's when you have groups of people, then we're in new territory and this is where the fun starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I also feel like I didn't realize sort of how much thinking we can do in a half second. Certainly when I've had phone conversations or when we've had these conversations, if there is just that little tiny bit of latency where you say a joke and you wait for it to land on the other end mm -hmm. and you can do a lot of thinking, did I say it wrong? Did they not get the <laughs> joke? Did I, did I insult them? What happened? Did we get disconnected? Like you can do a whole lot of thinking. <laughs> and, you know, to go back to, to, to acting, to voice acting, you know, it, th th this is really important because that timing Acting is timing, performing is timing, it's rhythm. Right. You know? So that landing of your note, of your words, oh, you gotta get that right. You gotta get it exactly right. So I know you have that... to become native with the language. Right, right. <laughs> I, I know that so many, uh, my wife is in theater and so many theaters when they transition from having no audiences to trying to do things oh, yeah. over Zoom, they would mm -hmm. consistently, especially when comedy was involved, they would just mm -hmm. they would fall apart because it yeah. is so much about about really about timing. And if you had mm -hmm. five people on a Zoom, you know, trying to do a performance, mm -hmm. that latency, mm -hmm. no jokes would land. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go fast enough. This is where it gets exciting. So maybe traditional theater that they're going to do in a theater room isn't going to work on a network performance environment. What kind of environment, what kind of theater does work in that environment? We are very, very good at being creative and coming up with new forms of art. So imagine what, you know, teenagers are doing, you know, right now when they're, you know, FaceTiming each other and they've got 10 or 20 of their classmates online. They're making it work. For sure. There's a, um, the, the DAWI uses called Reaper. and oh, that's that great. And it's great. And there's a there's a, a component built into it called um, Ninjam. Mm -hmm. And that whole thing is built on huge latencies. And I think yeah. there's really new and interesting ways that people are collaborating. Exactly. Because you, you decide how many measures of latency do we want? Do we want to be four or 16 bars behind each other? And all of a sudden, you've got new kinds of music mm -hmm. where you're responding to ideas that happened... Mm -hmm. 10, 20, or 30 seconds ago. Really yeah. interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. In your um, keynote, you talked about how we will innovate around things like latency. And I also think that there may be some, we may become nostalgic for it at some point. We seem to become nostalgic for the things that were problems. You know, a long time ago, we've got tape saturation plugins. We've got video plugins that make it look like VCR tracking errors. There's music that's uh, uh, all around glitches that sound like you're skipping CD that we turn into yeah, things that we love. Where's the plugin that like chews your tape and doesn't give it back, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can only imagine that in 20 years, you know, there'll be kids that look back and go, Boy, I remember when I was little and it was there was latency and somehow yeah. that may be a thing that they that they interview. Well there was MPEG compression, you know. It's like, oh yeah, my friends used to look glitchy and sometimes the video would stop. That's not gonna happen anymore. I mean everyone's on five G or six G or eight G, right. whatever's next. You know? And so. yet and yet Instagram you know, cut its teeth on its popularity by making our perfect digital photos look like the crappy photos yes. when the film had expired and there was light yes. leaks and <laughs> i remember that back in the day it was the cool instagram days right yeah right. those original filters yeah where do you where do you think that where do you think that we go from here do, do you think that we'll be able to at some point 
is it is it compression that we need? Is it higher bandwidth that we need that we would be able to make jazz together uh, remotely in real time? Do you think that we'll get to that point? And do you think that we, it's we in have, the horizon? I've, yeah, I mean, I've been doing research with some musicians, and it works very well as soon as they understand the implications of the instrument. That is the network. The network becomes, you know, another um, artifact, another type of instrument. The same way that if you're a tuba player, you're not going to expect to be as, you know, quick, quick and nimble with your fingers as you might be with the trumpet. You can't go, you know, you you just can't. So you just slow down and you make allowances, and then you go big. You know, you do other things. Um, so network latency is just another uh, uh, characteristic of the instrument. Yeah, but what we do need definitely, and this is going to happen, um, so much more bandwidth. We need lots of it, so that we don't have to compress so much. We can send more because compression. Um, it's not just the internet that it takes up; it's your CPU or your GPU. You know, the time it's taking to compress this, your data. You know, the VP9 codec or whatever we're using right now, AVC. That's, you know, my CPU is being used and that takes time. So more that we can just send raw, you know, just send raw data from the camera, um, that speeds things up. Um, and uh, also one of the other big things is um, what's called network jitter. So uh, right now, you know, I send a stream of one meg, but maybe I've got a two meg stream and then my, uh, you know, kids come home, I don't have, but if they did, they would be playing on the PlayStation, whatever, and they'd start using it. And suddenly we're trying to fight for the bandwidth and you get jitter and pocket lock, packet loss. And so I have to give myself an extra buffer time to make um, that stream smooth. And so those are things that we have to do today. You can't be without a network um, buffer. And so we're already adding those, you know, 200, 300 millisecond latencies just to be smooth enough. So those can go down to closer to the speed of light with technology growth. yeah yeah that will happen do you, yeah i i suppose it i suppose it will um and and i'm just i'm so looking forward i'm so looking forward to those days when when really the walls between us do, can come all the way down where we don't deal with you know the 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 uh the fidelity loss that we have to deal with, yeah. you know, right. just as just as we watch each other right now, all of that compression, we're losing the fidelity of of how we how we see each other, how we hear each other, yeah. and uh, it. I think that definitely affects our ability to communicate. We can't read faces oh, quite sure. as well. Yeah. So it's really it's really interesting, and I wonder what the 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 folks you know the young people who are you know born in this century that are living through this now that it's just ingrained in the way they communicate they didn't have the benefit of you know knowing what analog communication was beforehand they've only known mm. these experiences i wonder how that will shape their experiences i have a great anecdote now. about that my oh, yeah? nephews who are now young teenagers you know back when they were smaller and would still play with me as teenagers cry out damn it and um, I would be having dinner in Europe, and they would be having breakfast in New Zealand, and my brother would put the iPad in the breakfast table, and we'd chat and say hi and stuff. And then after breakfast, they'd be like, come on, Rebecca, we're going to go and play. And they take the iPad, and, you know, they're doing things like hiding me under a blanket or <laughs> running outside and showing me the chickens or seeing who can run around faster, like, you know, throwing the iPad because they're kids, you know. <laughs> 
there was it was just for them like I was there right because I'm interacting they don't know really no difference right right and it's just I'm giving them my energy and time and I you know I certainly see it with uh with you know I get teenage kids and uh just with the way they play video games Hmm. they don't they still like to, you know, go out and play or whatever it is, but so much of their time, they're hanging out time with their friends is headset, microphone, video games. Even if they're just mindlessly playing the video games, they're having the chats that we might've had when we went over to somebody's house for, for them. It's, it's very much the same, the same experience. It seems maybe it's more collaborative because I remember going over to my friend's houses and they'd be playing a video game when I'd be watching. So now we're all maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe it's all more interactive now than it was for us. I don't know. Of course we've gone bike rides, but yeah, certainly, certainly could be with the products that, that you guys, uh, that, that source elements is making. Do you think it's, it's, um, it's, how do you think you're shaping any of the the industry as we as we move forward? Do you think you're changing the way music is made, movies are made, television is made? What does five years look like from now? What does ten years look yeah. like from now for these products? Definitely, the the big one is inclusion because you know if you imagine twenty thirty years ago, if you want to be a voice actor, you got to live in L.A. or New York. And you got to afford to live in LA and New York, and you got to look the part of what a voice actor would be in LA and New York, and you know, and and that there's a lot of the world that doesn't fit in those boxes, you know, or can't afford to fit in those boxes, or their family doesn't want to live in LA or New York. So you know, we're allowing people's voices to be so much more broad and diverse. Yeah, that's that that's an excellent point. Certainly, with the uh, you know the the electronics that we all have now we you know mm-hmm. the, the the digital digital workstations the availability of really high high quality componentry that that we have available to us bridging that final mile of being able to okay now let's talk to each other and find each other and and communicate and collaborate that's yeah that's really and then you also see what about the kind of stories that are being told now you know like netflix is going out and saying hey south africa you know you've got great stories we can share these now because it makes sense mm-hmm. you know and because we can afford to have actors who can do dubbing in various languages around you know uh africa and you know get those accents and get those people telling their stories have them being the video editors as well because you know we all know the editing is with how we shape things as well so um, you know, we get to really share um, who we are with the, with the wider world because, you know, I grew up with Hollywood media to such a huge degree, or certainly British as well when I was younger because it's what New Zealand had. So those two, you know, um, voices shaped me. Uh, mm. And I, I'm glad that younger people now have so many more voices that can you know they've got access to i suppose it's a double-edged sword in some respects because my i uh i have family in in uh sydney australia and we're mm. here in the states and when we talk uh, uh you know over facetime or whatever they have teenage kids and we have teenage kids and their experiences are very similar now 
Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. in that in the diversity of experience also for people, I guess, of a certain you know socioeconomic status or because we're familiar, yeah. but they've seen the same TikToks. They, they've right. seen the same, the same Instagram memes. Yeah. So in one case, it, we've shrunk the world. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think the, the way um, our, our kids have, uh, at least my kids have, it, it shaped their, their opinion. And I don't know. I don't know what that will mean for us fifty years from now, hundred years from now. But it also means that they can go out there and create really easily. You know, when I was growing up, I had to have like a, you know, two-track tape reel to be able to record myself. I mean, until I could, you know, I bought my first like four-track. It was a revelation. It was just so freeing, you know? Yeah. I, so. I, I think, you know, certainly for even, you know, now as, as a working professional in this, but, you know, my kids, they can go through and they can, uh, it's not unusual for them to say, oh, yeah, well, I've, I've got a guy who's a digital editor and they're over in this continent, but I've got somebody else who's an artist and they're doing the, mm-hmm. the motion graphics and they're in, you know, this time zone. And for them, it's just a very, very natural a very natural way to work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Yeah. It is. It really is amazing. And then in 300 years when, you know, your great, great, great grandkids are going to be on Mars and some asteroid and some comet circling, you know, Neptune, there'll be forms of interaction. They'll be a bit longer, but, uh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're 20 minute delay anyway. Yeah. Right. This has been such an enlightening conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about with respect to, uh, what source elements is doing? Is there anything else? This hugest thing we've been doing, um, these last months is getting our academy, um, really, Mm. really rolling. So, um, you know, as education is, is, is hugely important for us and something that, maybe people didn't realize about us was before the pandemic, you know, very small business, you know, like my co-founder and I and a handful of people, we we ran everything. And then of the pandemic, you know, making like, okay, everybody needs this now. It was a huge change for us. And what happened was that suddenly Robert and I didn't know everybody by name. And, you know, I'm sure we, we, we had had these personal conversations with, with so many uh, people that we can't have now because of the scale. And um, that's really sad for us. So what we can do instead is share the knowledge we have and then, you know, bring communities and what's so great to, you know, to be, to be having conversations like this is um, to share knowledge. Um, so we have an academy of, with some classes. We've got a new class coming out, I think, in a week or two on um, advanced um, audio recording, which is really amazing. It's Robert, who um, I hope uh, will come and talk with you at some point. He's just a, a huge source of information about how to do remote recording uh, oh, really, really well um, you know, for voice actors or musicians or engineers. And so this course will... Um, it's like, um, you know, thinking about recording from the internet's perspective from day one, you know, so coming in fresh saying, you know, this is how I'm going to work. I'm going to, most of my work is remote now. You know, what, what do I need to know? You know, how can I make this work the best? And uh, so then, then that goes back into inform our products. So the products that are going to be coming out from us in the future are also very much informed on these new practices as well.
Well, I'll definitely put links in in the description to. Oh, uh, I think that's you. at uh, academy.sourceelements.com. Academy. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. So I'll put links okay. to that because uh, I was thinking. I was like, I didn't realize that there was a Source Connect certification. I was like, I should probably go and get my certification for mm. for Source Connect. Um, and if I can, anybody who's watching this and you know is in a situation where whatever reason is uh, difficult uh, to 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 purchase any of this. Uh, things, please reach out to us. At, um, we can put in the email, maybe diversity at sourcealements.com. We have an amazing diversity program because, you know, we also believe it's important to um, um, share the education with people who need That's it, fantastic. who maybe can't access it um, at the moment. That's fantastic. Um, I'll, I'll absolutely put that in the in the description. That's that's really that's really helpful. The previous iteration of us was very much focused on those um, uh, small group of uh, people who were like, I'm going to try out this technology, I'm going to make it work, you know, maybe it's not always perfect, because somebody there doesn't understand to plug in the right thing. And so we ended up making all of these tools and um, utilities to, to, to plug all those holes, you know, it's like, how do I route this to that? Oh, you get a cable from your Mac, and then you plug it to the windows, and they're like, oh, that's not going to work. Okay, let's make a tool. And so we evolved through this, um, you know, organically through trying to fix all these problems. And so now we arrive today going, all right, how about now we make it easy to use for everybody, not just the intrepid few. And so that's our next, you know, evolution as a company. Great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it will be it will be very appreciated because it has been it has been probably among the most reliable tools that the tools really have your, your tools really have made it uh, made it much easier for me. You wait, it's going to get much much easier. Uh, We're I, on it. <laughs> I, I look forward I look forward to to having you back on to tell us to tell us all about it. <laughs> Is there anything else anything else that you think that my audience would be interested in 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 talking about? Please anybody's very welcome to contact us. We are so so open to responding to any questions on email like, you know, I want to go to the mountains, how can I work with my 4G's like this? Well, we have things to help to make that work. We have technology even to make it work when the internet's not so good, you know. We've been doing this for years. Trust us. If you are not sure, we know. Just watching you talk and, and and listening to you talk about your products, it really just gets me so jazzed about the future, so jazzed about the way we we will be able to interact and be able to create and be able to innovate, even as just a little solo person with a tiny budget and just you know a, a collection of friends, how we can create new and innovative things. And it's thanks to products like yours. Really, really grateful for your time. It's been oh, such an enjoyable conversation. You. Really a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.